Hey friends, I want to tell you something. Black is beautiful. Black is love. It can be seen 365 days a year, 24-7, and Target is here for all of it. And so am I. Where my Target mama's at? Black Beyond Measure is Target's year-round campaign that celebrates and elevates the spectrum of black love and success. From the multitude of commitments and investments in the black community to supporting HBCU students and uplifting black entrepreneurs like myself. Shop Black-owned or founded brands at Target, from home decor and candles to beauty, wellness products, and so much more. Surround yourself in joy and amplify your Black love with the help of the Black-owned and founded brands at Target every day. Visit Target.com slash BlackBeyondMeasure to learn more. Welcome back, friends. You're listening to Parenting for the Culture on the Black Love Podcast Network, and I am your host, Cherie Sims. As always, I like to start with the peak and pit of my day. I feel like I said that really fast. Let me try to slow down (laughs) the peak and pit of my day. Uh, This is something we do at the end of the day together. It gives us insight into each other's day and opens up a chance for conversation and connection. So uh, the pit of my day is going to be real easy today. This morning, my father-in-law had another seizure and is currently in the hospital. So if y'all pray, pray for him, pray for me, pray for my mother-in-law. It is, unfortunately, this is the new normal for us. And on the flip side, the peak of my day was that today was the earliest we got out the house this morning. So we got to school a little bit early, which my, my children actually really love getting to school early. They love getting to do those before school cheers and chants and, you know, connecting with friends and teachers. So we got out the house a little bit earlier. We got to school a little bit earlier, and that allowed me to drive through Starbucks. Y'all call Starbucks and tell them to give me some type of sponsorship and endorsement because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be talking about them on every single episode. Um, So that is the peak and pit of my day. I wanted to talk about boundaries today. Now, I don't know if y'all listened. I hope you did. If you didn't, go back and check it out. I was um, I visited the Mama's Den a couple of weeks ago. It's episode 23 on the Mama's Den. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. You can find it right here because we're all in the Black Love family together. So when we were on, when I was able to visit the Mama's Den, we were talking about our children. Particularly, Cody asked a question about children hitting and getting upset. And you'll have to go back and listen to it. I think it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. I want to visit them again. But I don't feel like I fully addressed her question. So her her question was surrounding, what do I do when my children are hitting me? I've tried telling them, you know, I won't let you hit me. I've tried holding their hands. And to be honest, I feel like we all kind of like semi-jumped Cody a little bit. We was all like, Cody, you lack boundaries. You ain't got no boundaries. And then we sort of left it at that because as four mamas talking, the conversation went, you know, to its own place. So I did want to come back to that and talk a little bit about how, how do we create boundaries with our children? And if it's something where our children are older, maybe they're three, four, five years old, and this is not a practice that we've yet really implemented, how do we start to implement boundaries in a way that are effective and not extremely stressful because a lot of it is just like habit forming and now we have to form a new habit. So how do we do that with children? And I also hear this question around like, I haven't been gentle parenting and now I want to start gentle parenting. How do I ease into that? How do I do that? 
And my answer would be the same. It's like starting with boundaries, number one, we'll start there since that we're, that's what we're talking about today, but easing our way into boundaries. So number one, I want to start out with if you have a little child, right, and you have the opportunity to create these boundaries from jump, start implementing the boundaries right away. Ask yourself, what are your boundaries? I think so many of us really are still stuck on all of the things that we learned from society or our parents or the church or aunts and uncles. And so a lot of our boundaries are actually created by other people. And it's harder to set boundaries and hold boundaries when we are not individually and intimately connected to our boundaries. And our boundaries are different. For example, me, I have learned about myself that I need time away from my family, like all of them. I love them all. I like them as people, but I really desperately need time away from all of them. Like at least once a month, I need a full 24 to 36 hours with nobody. And not because I don't love them, not because I don't like them, but because I am also an introvert and I I really don't know how I mastered having a family of eight while also liking complete quiet, but that is me, right? We're multifaceted people. So we have different dimensions, different dynamics. And so for me, while I love having a family of eight and it's something I always wanted, I also love being by myself and I love complete silence. Like I don't, I'll sit in a hotel room with no TV, no music, and just sit there and like hear my own thoughts or read or write. But that is something I learned about me. So for me, that almost is a boundary for me. Like I need to schedule in and set time for myself while that might not be necessary for the mom who lives next door to me. For me, I need that time. And it took me a long time to even admit that because it sounded bougie to me. You know, I grew up believing that moms were always supposed to be there. If you've listened to past episodes, I talked about mom guilt over leaving to go out to dinner with my girlfriends. So it's like I had this belief that I was not supposed to take time away from them unless maybe they were in school or they were in an activity and so that they didn't feel the time away. But that wasn't actually something that I created or that I, you know, believed or brought up myself. It was just something I was taught. So I had to come to the point where I could figure out what I, Sharice Sims, needed for me to be able to show up as the best person and the best parent. And for me, that is time away and time to myself. So when I say that you want to start with asking yourself, what are your boundaries? What are your needs? That's what I mean. Sit with yourself. Take a moment to figure out what are the areas that this, whether it's challenging behavior or sleeping in your bed at night, whatever it is, why is this bothering me? Why is this triggering me? Why do I feel like this needs to change? Because sometimes it might not need to change, right? Like a lot of parents ask, how do I get my child to sleep in their own bed? They're three and four years old and they're still sleeping in my bed. But again, me, I don't mind my children sleeping in my bed. So that was not ever a struggle for me. And we're actually going to talk about this on a later episode, getting your children to sleep in your own bed or starting new habits. Um, But for me, that was never in the past an issue for me. So that's not actually a place where I needed to create a boundary, right? Now, more recently... That is a place that I've had to create a boundary. When we moved, our twins, they used to sleep in their own room through the night. (laughs) And then when we moved, they started sleeping in our bed every night. 
And I get that. It's a new house. It's a new feeling. They lost their sense of safety, security, consistency. And in their new room, their new room is in the back of our house. And they have, because they're, you know, two to a room, we gave them a bigger room that has a sliding door that goes to the backyard. So I recognize that the sliding door makes them a little bit nervous, you know, which would make me nervous. Like you kind of feel like maybe somebody has access to get in because there's a huge glass door there. So they're not as comfortable in their new room. And so they've been sleeping in our bed every night. Now, I was okay with this for a little while. However, recently there have been all kinds of elbows and knees and feet in my back, in under my armpit. There are heads like trying to make their way back into my uterus. I just don't even understand what's going on at night anymore. I don't know. But what I do know is that I'm waking up, I'm sore, I'm tired, and I'm tired of these kids sleeping in my bed at this point. I love them with life, but I also need to sleep. So here's where I'm experiencing a phase where I I am having to create a new boundary with them. And a lot of times when we want to create a new boundary, sometimes we just kind of think like, okay. I'm going to set this new boundary. This is what it is. And we're going to do this and get through it. What I recognize is that setting a boundary, when you're trying to set a new boundary, it does take time and you have to prep yourself for that time. So in this example with my twins and getting them to sleep through the night, I did the whole bribery thing, right? I was like, if y'all sleep in your bed all night long, we'll have a pancake party in the morning. And they was like, yay, pancakes. And I was like, but that's only if you sleep in your bed all night long. And as I'm saying it, as they're getting excited about the pancakes, I recognize in the moment, I'm like, Sharice, this is silly because now they're going to want pancakes in the morning. They're not about to sleep in their bed all night long. Like this was a cute thought. But in all honesty, when they wake up in the middle of the night and they're like half awake, half asleep, they don't have no motivation for pancakes. That's not going to make them go back in the bed. So that's just not really going to work. Oh, and I I implemented the teamwork, right? I'm like, but y'all are a team. So this is not if one of you sleeps in your bed, you get pancakes and the other one doesn't. Why? Because I know that's going to set me up for a terrible morning if I'm making pancakes for one kid and not the other. Like, I'm not even about to do that to myself. So I'm like, this is a team effort. When the whole team does it, then we have the pancake party. And I also let them know I recognize like I know they're still going to wake up in the middle of the night and by habit, they're going to come to my room. So I prep them for that. And this is a part of setting new boundaries is you are going to prepare your children. Part of my preparation is actually sitting with my children and getting them on board saying, hey, you guys know what I've noticed. I've noticed that you guys have been sleeping in my room every night and me and Poppy really want our bed back. So here's what we're going to do. And then I I walk them through. You know, I'm like, we're going to work on getting you to sleep in your bed. Why do I say we're going to work on it? Because I recognize that it's a process. And it's also something that I want them to be able to not have stress over and not have anxiety over. If my goal is to get them to stay in their bed, then I cannot make going to bed a stressful fearful, anxiety-filled activity, right? And it will be stressful and anxiety-ridden if it becomes a battle-type thing and if it becomes a, you have to stay here, right? Like if I try to use that fear and be like, y'all need to stay in your room all night long, now their bed becomes a place where like they literally are feeling stress and anxiety trying to go to sleep. I don't want that because my goal is for all of us to get good sleep. So I'm gonna recognize that this is gonna be a process. I'm introducing them to the process. I'm letting them know that this is something we're going to work on over time. 
And when I do that, I'm also getting buy-in from them, right? Now we all are are sharing a common goal because they're like, yeah, I want to work on that too. There's a pancake party involved. <laughs> I'm with it. So I told them, if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can come into my room. You can come give me a hug and a kiss. And then do you want to walk back to your room and get in your bed on your own? Or do you want me to walk you back to your room? And so then they'll either say, I'm going to do it on my own, right? Daniel will say, I'm going to walk back on my own, mommy. And Matilda's like, no, I want you to walk with me. And I want you to stay in my bed. I know how I can sleep in my bed all night. You can move into my room and sleep in my bed with me. (laughs) So y'all know Matilda's my negotiator. So that's something we're working on, right? And night one, Daniel did fantastic, y'all. He came out. He gave me a hug. He gave me a kiss. And he took himself back into his room. Matilda... We'll tell the truth. Matilda did not even start out in her room on night one. (laughs) She tried to go to sleep. She was scared. And and I believe her. Y'all, I believe my children when they tell me things. So she said, I'm scared. Her bed is the one that's right next to that door that goes outside. So I get it. And so she asked if she could color in my room. She came in my room. She colored. She fell asleep in my room. I moved her to her bed. She woke up, you know, five hours later and came into my room. And I'm too tired to like work on it then. So I'm like, all right, this is what it was. Night one, we didn't make it. So in the morning, we're not having a pancake party. But it's not a negative thing, right? Because we're working towards a goal. And any goal we have, no matter what age, it takes time. So when they came in in the morning, I said, well, the whole team didn't make it. So we'll have to try again tonight. Maybe we'll have a pancake party tomorrow. That way we had no tears. We had no fallouts over the pancake party. We literally just had a like, yeah, we'll try it again. We also did not have, Matilda, you didn't stay in your room. Now we can't have pancakes. There wasn't any of that because beforehand we talked about what the teamwork would look like. We talked about what the process would look like. We talked about what the options would be if you woke up and if it didn't work. So we tried again. Second night didn't work. We're on our third night now. So third night, both of them were in my bed by morning. But this morning, I go to the bathroom before they wake up. And Daniel comes to the bathroom door and says through the bathroom door, he said, Mommy, I didn't make it, but we're going to try again tonight, right? (laughs) And I'm like, yes, Daniel, we are. And the reason that I love that is because it really told me we're at least making progress. We are at least on the same page with the same goal. And now it's just a matter of breaking the habit. So an example of this, going back to the mama's den, Cody talked about the magnetiles, right? Her twins love magnetiles, and there's kind of always a fallout by magnetiles. And Cody, I apologize for uh, using you as an example, but you brought it up and I wanted to address it. And I thought it was a great example. So her twins have these magnetiles. One of the twins does not like to share the magnetiles, and it's kind of a thing every morning. In this type of instance, with the boundary setting. One, I have to start from scratch, right? But I have to build it. I can't expect that I'm going to tell you, here's what we're going to do with the magnetiles, and this is what it's going to look like, and we're going to have it easy breezy from that point forward. The first thing I would do, Cody, Elaine, Oliver, is I would move the magnetiles. Just move them completely. I would no longer leave the magnetiles in a place where they're accessible to just get them on their own and start the process because we already know what that process is going to look like. We already know that one of the twins is going to get the magnetiles. The other twin is going to want to play with the magnetiles. And the first twin is going to fall out and be really mad about it. And he's going to be mad at you about it because you are coming and interrupting his flow. That's something we also didn't talk about. 
is that our children, they're in the midst of doing things half the time. And a lot of times as adults, we prioritize what we need to do, whether that's they're playing and we need them to take a bath, right? We're like constantly, and we really don't realize this or recognize this. And I want whoever's listening, I want our community to kind of become conscious of the fact that we very often as adults prioritize our needs, our schedule, what we think is important, and we just disrupt what they're doing completely. Like, we're never like, hey, what are you working on? Do you have a moment to come brush your teeth? And I'm not saying that you have to do it that way. I'm just saying, even if you can recognize that you are disrupting what's going on and standing in the way of them getting their needs or desires met, it's going to help us move them forward. And it's going to help us with those behavioral challenges because we can understand why their reactions are so strong. So with the magnetiles, I would move them so that when the morning starts, you have put yourself in control of the situation, right? Like creating a controlled environment. And when it's time to bring the magnetiles out, I would sit down and say, here's what this is going to look like. (laughs) We are going to play with the magnetiles. Your brother is going to use some. You're going to use some. If I see that we're having a hard time with the magnetiles, I'm going to put them away until we can play safely with the magnetiles and then explain what safe looks like. Explain what respect looks like. If I see that we are not being respectful with the magnetiles, and to me, respect looks like keeping our hands to ourselves, or safety looks like keeping our hands to ourselves. If we are not practicing safety, if we are not practicing respect, we're going to have to put the magnetiles away and try again later. I always add that part is letting them know that this is not final. We'll have another opportunity, but we need to always practice certain things like safety, respect, love, whatever it is, right? So even in that, once we've gone through that, then I would say, you know, I would check in with them and make sure that they understand what's going on. Like, okay, so are we going to take out the magnetiles? Yes, mommy, bring them out. I want the magnetiles. How are we going to play with the magnetiles? Have them repeat it back to you. What's going to happen if we get really frustrated? What should we do? And then give them options for if they get frustrated. You can come tell me. Would you prefer to pick out 20 magnetiles that are just yours to play with? However you want to work that out, right? Then have them repeat back to you. What's going to happen if we start putting our hands on our brother or putting hands on mommy? What's going to happen if we yell? We're going to have to put the magnetiles away. Okay, can you show me where we're putting the magnetiles? However you want to do that. Just make sure that they heard what you said, they understood what you said, they're connected to what you said, and when they start to repeat it back to you, that's when you know that you kind of have buy-in and that is your agreement, right? Like we're now agreeing on what's going on because before there was no conversation. You guys had a routine, a ritual, and in their mind, that was the agreement. Like, nah, this has never been a problem before. And this is why sometimes like recreating boundaries becomes hard because again, we just decide in our mind, I'm going to implement this new thing. I'm going to start gentle parenting. I'm going to start creating boundaries. They're going to start needing to go to bed earlier. But they already have an agreement. And it's whatever y'all was doing in the past. Maybe the agreement was, I can hit you. Maybe the agreement was, I can scream until I get my way. Maybe the agreement was, I go to bed when I want to go to bed. Or I go to bed at 10 o'clock. So what do you mean I'm going to bed at 7 o'clock? So whatever this new agreement is that you came up with, you have to sit and talk with them and go through the whole thing. This is what it's going to look like. This is maybe what it's going to feel like. How do you feel about that? Do you think we can do this? I believe in you. I think we can get this done. Like however you need to go through it. 
<laughs> but go through it so you get their buy-in and you now have a mutual agreement on what things are going to look like. And then give it time. You have to put it into practice. We all hear the sayings about it takes however many days to form a habit. I don't know. I've heard like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I don't know the amount of days. We know that it takes time. And that's for an adult trying to form a habit for themselves that they've chosen to try to invest and create this habit. So with your children, give them that same grace, give them that same time, and give them those windows of flexibility, right? If you wake up in the middle of the night, come give me a hug and a kiss. That's my flexible window that lets them know like this doesn't have to be stressful. This is not you sit in your bed scared all night. This is we're working together to meet this goal so we can have a pancake party and everybody can have good sleep. And again, if it's the magnetiles, we might have to put them away. We're going to try again later. And then you can even let them know when later is. The other thing I want to talk about is what to do if you feel like these boundaries are not working, right? We've said we're going to set these boundaries. They've agreed. We're trying it. I'm trying to be patient. Sometimes the boundaries have to be for you. So a lot of times we talk about boundaries. If you guys have not already, please check out Nedra Webb. She's an amazing psychologist. She is like a specialist when it comes to boundaries. She has so many amazing tips and tools for creating boundaries for self. But as I always say, if you are developing yourself as a person, all of this is going to bleed into your parenting. And all of these tools are things that you can use with your children also. So you want to make sure that you have boundaries for yourself. What are your boundaries? What are you going to do? How can you prep yourself for, okay, I'm transitioning into this new routine, this new habit. I'm trying this new thing with my child. Prepare yourself for how and where it might go wrong. Now, we are not psychics, so I'm not telling you to predict all of what it could look like. But you know in the past how you felt when your parenting tips and tools that you've looked up or read or Googled, you know how it feels when those don't work. Most likely it feels frustrating and disappointing. So what can you do for yourself in that situation? Do you need to take a moment to yourself? Do you need to say, you may not hit me. I'm going to go into my room because a lot of times that was something we talked about on the episode is like telling them you can't hit me and then them following us <laughs> and trying to Mike Tyson us everywhere we go. Like, nah, y'all can't. I'm not going to fight Mike Tyson, especially not junior Mike Tyson. Like we're not doing this. So you can remove yourself from the situation. And again, this is like one of those things that whether this is your child or an adult, right? If you have an adult friend that is constantly crossing your boundaries and disrespecting you, like at a certain point, remove yourself from the situation. And this is something I tell my children, whether it's siblings or friends, like if people are not treating you well and they're not listening to your words, you have the power to remove yourself from the situation. Now, I hesitate a little bit to share this as a parent because I don't want you to misinterpret it. One thing that I think is really important to know and identify is that for children, having a negative experience and dealing with challenging emotions that don't feel good, it's very hard to deal with those feelings, period. It's even harder to deal with those feelings alone, right? A lot of times, even as adults, if something bad in our life happens, we usually want to call that friend and tell that friend what happened or go out with somebody. Sometimes we do want a moment to ourselves, but usually there's someone somewhere that we want to connect with and at least just share what we're going through 
to feel comforted and not alone. But when you are dealing with something and you feel alone in that, it's really, I don't know, fill in the blank. It's a really hard feeling. And so for a child, if you're their parent, you are their first person who's going to be their comfort, their safe space, their community. And if we want to teach our children that we love them unconditionally, we love them regardless of how they perform, we love them regardless of how they behave, even if we're not okay with the behavior, right? We love them whether they get an A on the test or an F on the test. We have to start that with these challenging behaviors by not leaving them alone. And this is also how we get them to be comfortable with their feelings, right? We don't want to send the message to them that your feelings are so unmanageable that I can't manage them either. And I I don't want to be around them. I don't like them. They scare me because that's also going to teach them like, well, shit, like this feeling felt horrible and I was scared of it. But now like I, this must be a horrible thing. And this must be really scary because my mom's leaving. So when I say to take space to yourself, I don't mean if your child is acting fool and on the floor and crying and throwing a tantrum. I don't mean just walk away from them and let them deal with it. They can't manage it. They're already showing you they can't manage this by themselves. So you can let them know, like, I need a moment. I'm going to go into my room, but I'm here for you when you're ready. Right? Because there are times where we don't have the capacity to step in the way that we want to. And that's okay. And you have to listen to that feeling and honor that so that you don't explode at your child and make the situation worse. But you also don't want to let your child feel like they're alone. So try the hug, try the patterns of calming down, try the breathing. But also, if you need to take a break, let them know, I need a moment. Mommy's having a hard time managing her own feelings. I'm going to take a moment to breathe and calm down. I'm going to be right in my room when you are ready. I'm here for you. So those are a few of the things that we can do to start creating and implementing these new boundaries is like deciding what the boundaries are going to be, introducing them to our children, getting our children on board with it, and prepping ourselves for that journey also, right? Making our expectations realistic. We know it's going to take time. So what are the tools we can implement with ourselves in this process so that we can find peace while they find peace? So your homework for this week is going to be, I want you to decide on one new boundary or routine that you want to introduce to your child. Whether that's, we're going to start going to bed earlier. Maybe it's, we need less screen time. And in a moment of connection with your child, maybe you're playing, maybe you're at dinner, maybe it's on the way to school. I want you to introduce this new routine that you're going to implement with your child. Introduce it to them as a friendly conversation (laughs) in a way where you can get them on board, you can get their buy-in, and y'all can have another agreement. And remember that when you're introducing it to them, remember to also introduce the flexibility of it so that it's not a stressful process, so that it feels like teamwork, it feels like something you guys are holding hands and trying to do together. And then let me know how it goes. And as always, y'all, you know I want to know how all of this is for you. I'm here and I'm talking, but I don't get to see your faces. I don't get to hear your voices. So don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Don't forget to message me. Y'all can DM me on Instagram at Sheree Sims. Y'all can comment right here. We have a link in the show notes where you can go and submit your questions. So tell me what has been really helpful for you. Tell me what you are dying to hear what you need help with, where your challenges are. 
Let me know because I'm here for you. The Mom is Done is here for you. The whole Black Love Podcast Network is here for you. We're here for y'all. Have you have you guys checked out all of the podcasts on here? Because literally, like, if you have a question on any topic in life, there is a podcast for you in this podcast network. So that was my plug that they didn't ask me to do, but I did it because I genuinely love this podcast family and this network. So check us out, rate, review, send us your comments, do your homework, and I will talk to y'all next week. Peace, everybody.